Are you a man looking for love, looking for a great dating life, and you don't want to spend or waste a lot of time to do it? My name is Chris Harders, and that's exactly what this podcast is about. You're tuned in to Men's Modern Dating Secrets. What is going on, everyone? My name is Chris Harders. This is Men's Modern Dating Secrets, episode number 16. And what I want to talk about today is the only factor that I have seen be the factor that makes a difference in a guy who gets the dating life that he wants, gets the girlfriend, has, you know, the the fun along the way versus the ones that do not. I've worked with a lot of guys at this point, even during my own um, process of learning this for myself 10 plus years ago now, I was able to notice which guys really succeeded and then which guys just, no matter what they did, despite best efforts, never really seemed to get anywhere. And there was one single factor. So we are about to dive into that. But first, what I want to do is I want to read you a poem, a poem that inspired Tony Robbins back when he was in high school. He always had this sort of drive to him, this determination to him. And one day a teacher stepped aside and said, hey, I think this poem really resonates with you. Tony read it and just thought, holy smokes, that does. And this sort of encompasses, sort of, and I'll, I'll touch on where it doesn't, but it sort of encompasses what I see to be the single factor that's going to decide whether or not you're going to succeed with dating. And and if you're not there yet, we'll talk a little bit about what you might be able to do to get there and what alternatives you have if you're not there. So here is the poem. It is called The Will to Win, and this poem is written by... by Burton Braley. So the will to win. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, work day and night for it, give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it. If only desire of it makes you quite mad enough never to tire of it, makes you hold all other things tawdry and cheap for it. If life seems all empty and useless without it and all that you scheme and dream is about it, if gladly you'll sweat for it, fret for it, plan for it, lose all your terror of God or man for it. If you'll simply go after that thing that you want with all your capacity, say strength and sagacity, faith, hope, and confidence, stern pertinacity, if neither cold, poverty, famishing, gaunt, nor sickness, nor pain of body or brain can turn you away from the thing that you want, if dogged and grim, you besiege and beset it, you'll get it. Now, this poem really dives into what my own experience has been with with dating and seeing what some people have uh, done in order to succeed. And and also my experience in other parts of life where there's something I really wanted, didn't have it at the time, didn't even really know all the pieces that were going it was going to involve to get it, but just by that short sort of sheer will and and this is this is titled the will to win, right? I don't really look at relationships as a will to win, but I would say it's a will to have something that you don't currently. And if you do have that burning desire within you, that will to change things and and in the process be uncomfortable throughout this poem he's talking about all the uh the difficulties that are involved in in getting something that you don't yet have if you're willing to 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 push yourself in that way to go beyond the comfort zone there's a very good chance that that your success is inevitable and this is something that i don't think a lot of guys 
understand. I, I would say a lot of our, our world in general doesn't really get this. So many people want something, but they don't necessarily look at what the price is going to be that they have to pay to get it. And it's not just, let's say, the price for coaching, the price to get a, uh, a new set of clothes. I mean, it's all of it <laughs> and, then, and then some, right? Because yes, there's a financial cost oftentimes associated with improving yourself in this world. Heck, there's a financial cost just in going on dates in general. And and if you're playing to quote win, if you're playing to to have things go as well for you as possible in this in this hemisphere, you're probably going to be putting a little money in. But the bigger toll, the bigger thing that I see affect people even more, and this is the, the thing that I don't think a lot of guys fully understand when they're getting involved with learning about dating, what I don't think they fully realize is the emotional toll it is going to take on you. Dating, learning this process is a roller coaster ride. As you're going through it, throughout this entire process, you are going to have your highs and your lows. You're gonna have highs when a girl that you really like smiles at you, makes eye contact, laughs at a joke, uh, touches you, you have a kiss, you, you go through the whole gamut of things with a girl at some point, and there's gonna be little little hits along the way, right? So for a while, you, you may just be having a girl respond well to you and be like, holy crap, or you're going up to girls that you're finally actually happy to be on dates with, and you're thinking, oh, oh my God, my, my life is like working out the way I, I always dreamed it would. And then there's going to be just brutal emotional uh, <laughs> emotional tolls to get to. There's going to be rejections. There's going to be you putting yourself out there and just being told she's not interested. There's going to be many, many letdowns. There's going to be questionings of yourself every step along the way. Uh, are you, quote, man enough? Are you, uh, are you the type of guy that gets girls? Do you deserve uh, to have a successful and happy life? There's, all, there's going to be all these questions that sort of... Um, eat at you to your core potentially. This and, and I work with a lot of men who are successful in other parts of their life. They, they've got their work together. Oftentimes they're in very, they're, they're physically healthy. They're living in a, in a place that they wanna live. The only thing that they're really looking for is that woman at this point. Most of the rest of their life is together. And then they come in here, it's a whole new ball game. It's a whole new opportunity to explore yourself. But you got to you've you've got to want it enough. There's there's another quote from uh, from a teacher that I, that I am going to read right now. Very simple, but he says, "No one forces you to learn. You'll learn when you want to." And that's been my observation with this entire process. This entire process of helping guys with dating and and in your own process of dating is you almost need to fall in love with this journey that you're on. Otherwise, it's going to be a pain in the ass. And you can just grit your teeth for a while and do it. But at some point in time, if you don't really have your, let's say, eyes on the prize or even know what you don't want, it's going to be hard to keep going because this isn't a process where you just say, OK, I want to be better with women. And then you go out and suddenly suddenly it's just an easy peasy uh, way of doing things. There, This isn't a... Uh, Unlike almost any other education you might have in life, although this, this will be sort of relevant sometimes in business as well, you're you're not necessarily it's not like you can just go in and say, OK, well, I want to take uh, I want to be taking dating 101 and then I want to take dating 102 and then dating 103 and then I'll take the, the dating uh, 
master's class and then the dating PhD class. And all along the way, you know, the the women and, and the world out there is going to cater to your level of expertise or comfort or confidence with and, and aptitude with dating. That's not how it works. You're wherever you're at, and this whole world is a one bedroom school is a one room schoolhouse. One bedroom schoolhouse is kind of kind of fun too, right? Um, anyhow, different place, different place. My body just went, but we're living in a one room schoolhouse with many things. After we get through ac- real academia, or after fake academia in some ways, because the real lessons happen in life, happen doing something like this, happen uh, in other parts of your life. Um, things that I want to, you know, just commend you now for even listening to a podcast that's helping you potentially develop yourself. But, <laughs> but you're not necessarily, it's it's not going to be a linear progression like it might be in school. So let's say uh, you're, you were into computer science in school, you probably took sort of basic programming, then more advanced programming. And so all along the way, you're getting A's that, that let you know you're on the right track. With dating, that's not always gonna be the case. In fact, it's very common for it to be um, an exponential curve, or this might actually be a logarithmic curve. I, I can't quite remember uh, which one's which, but basically there's gonna be very, very, very limited returns in the beginning. As you're you're learning who you are, you're learning how to present yourself to women, you're getting more confident with the entire process. And then all of a sudden, like like along the way, you'll get little little uh, little pings that you're on the right track. You might you might get you might start noticing more women just are interested in you. More women are having uh, are are giving you the time of day. The conversations are going longer with women. Women are suggesting doing something with you. You might have all these little pings, but you know they're amidst lots of failure, lots of questioning yourself within this stuff. You might start noticing your text messages are going better. You, you seem to be getting more agreement on dates. You're getting less women just kind of flaking who agree that they'd go on a date with you. You're, you're noticing your dates seem to be running more smoothly. So, so along the way, there's gonna be lots of hints, but there's this sort of like this, there, there's this, this compounding effect over time and really over learning less so than time, lots of experiences and developing yourself that creates that success that you're looking for. So whether it's it's many women and sort of a fun little uh, bachelor type lifestyle or the one woman, you know, at this point I've got men who are married, men with children and, and, and I'm watching them and it's very possible to get there and it's very possible following the principles that I'm talking about, but you gotta be ready and comfortable with change because who you are right now, where you're at in your life, for whatever reason, you are a, um, you are a, you are, this is the cumulative sum of every single event and thought and uh, person and interaction you've had in your life is who you are right now. And who you are right now, there's something missing if the woman that you want in your life or the dating life that you want isn't there yet. There's something that needs to be learned. There's something that needs to be shifted within yourself. It might just be external or, or a little bit more on the external side, like maybe learn how to say this, learn how to do this, learn how to how to text this, learn how to how to plan a date this way. Might be a little more internal. Learn how to think about yourself in a new way. Learn how to to uh, approach situations from a new perspective. But there's something in you that is not ready for the woman that you want in your life right now, for that dating life that you want. Otherwise, you'd already have it. You'd, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast or it'd be interesting for you to be listening to this podcast. Maybe for whatever reason, my, my, my voice or something just you know appeals to you. But there's something in you right now that that isn't ready for for the woman or the dating life that you want. And if that's you, but you have the will to get there, then it's all very possible for you. Now, how do you get this will to get there? Um, I would say I, I don't actually... I haven't 
really picked out the exact thing that would inspire somebody who is unmotivated in this or or who wants something but doesn't have the desire to, to change to get there, the, the desire to slog through the discomfort, I haven't necessarily seen what it is other than more time spent frustrated and in in pain and and saying, wow, I really hate my current situation. Other than that, that's, that's been the main thing that I've seen that has allowed someone to succeed from, from, so let's, so the main thing that causes someone to change, at least in my own observation, I don't think this has to be, but it seems to be the primary factor is the pain of staying the same is, is greater than, than the pain it's going to cost to change. So if you're in your situation right now and it's all just kind of humdrum and you know, it's not that bad, not that good, you know, you're just kind of putting up with it. If, if you don't just get restless and tired and, and sickened, oh, maybe not to your core, but pretty sick or pretty frustrated with that, with that, the, the mediocrity of it or the stagnation or the plateau that you're at, there's no desire. There's no, no true burning desire within you that's going to have you move to that, that next sort of plateau, the next level of, of where you want to be. So what, what I've actually seen to almost be a blessing sometimes is if a person's situation's so shitty, so painful, so just uh, exasperatingly uh, miserable, it actually can be helpful for them to, to drum up what's necessary in order to begin the change. And what, I, what I've even seen with my own experience is you don't necessarily need to have this big outlook on life and say, you know, this is where I want everything to go. You can just say, this is what I what I don't want again. I, I never want to be lonely like this. I never want to be questioning how you know how to talk to a girl. I never want to question if if uh, if I'm even worthy of it. And if you go down that line, what what you can begin to do is is just implement small changes and and make decisions over time because all your life really is is a uh, the sum total of the decisions that you've made as it relates to dating up until now. So if every time that you saw a girl that you thought was attractive or um, you thought about putting on, you know, putting yourself out there on a dating app or um, asking some girl out, you know, at, a, at some networking event or something, if every time that that one of these situations came up and you decided between safety and discomfort, and safety meant don't don't ask her out. Safety meant uh, don't put put up my dating profile. Uh, safety meant uh, you know stay where I'm at. Versus, let me take that chance. Let me ask her out. Let me put up a, a dating profile, even if I'm even uncomfortable with the photos, with exactly what's right in my description. And once I match, you know, actually take that take the lead and begin the conversation with her. After things are going well on the dating app, rather than spending a month or two talking to her, you actually propose a, a date with her if you start taking these these what we could call risks of of things that make you feel a little uncomfortable you can you can you'll start noticing changes happen over time so all you can start doing is saying okay well rather than make the decisions I might have in the past. This is kind of like that George Costanza uh, attitude where I don't know if you've seen, this, there's a Seinfeld episode where George Costanza realizes all of his life, uh, whatever he follows his own gut decisions, he's incorrect. So he just decides to do the opposite of whatever he would do in every situation and his life just starts, starts working so much better. So if up till now, 
every decision you've made within dating has sort of led the wrong way, has, has led you to be a little bit more of a hermit, a little bit more um, unhappy, uh, you know, by yourself on a Friday, Saturday night, and where, where you'd much rather be with somebody. Uh, you're already thinking about going into holiday season and you're like, oh my God, I've got no one. I've got, I, I, I even know uh, Valentine's Day is four months away, but I got no one. Now might be the time for you to begin playing out every time you have an opportunity to talk to a girl within reason where uh, where you say, okay, well, if I, if I choose safety, is it really the safest decision? Is is moving towards safety and not putting yourself out there actually the safest? Because that's putting you up, that's putting you in loneliness, by yourself, depression, potentially uh, even, even deeper thoughts of suicidal ideation and things like that. I've worked with guys like this before, and, and I know this is actually one of the decisions I made when I got started with dating. I thought, okay, well, I'm depressed right now. I'm on antidepressants. Um, I'm 23. I don't, I, so far in my life, um, not, while I've had a, a few minor blips that, that proved I'm, I might be able to make dating work for me and women might be interested in me, I haven't had any sort of true proof that, or I haven't had any, any, any sort of true proof that everything was going to turn around for me if I kept making the same decisions I was. So at 23, I, I really laid out two paths for myself. And this is a, a common coaching method that people do. I, I put up basically decision A, decision B. And, and I played out each life for myself. Life A, life B. Life A is, is life track I'm on right now. Life track I'm on, stick with safe job that I don't like. Uh, stick with safe way of meeting women, which, which is pretty much non-existent. Stick with safe way of interacting with people that I always have that... Um, doesn't seem to to you know have me like completely repelled by everyone on the planet but also doesn't seem to be creating deep friendships that I want doesn't seem to be creating uh just deep communication I'm not really having fun in life so stick on that path what's going to happen well I can see me just you know getting more depressed maybe making a little bit more money but more depressed uh probably like get, getting a little bit more out of shape because I don't really love myself or care um possibly meeting you know a girl here or there but can't be really that deep of a love because I don't really know who I am I don't really care like um I'm not really capable or competent enough now I'm going to be hanging on to a relationship where you know I'm just hoping that things work out and uh and, you know, if, if she ever felt like leaving me, I would be desperate. So I, I, I wouldn't really be myself in the relationship. I would be depressed and sort of uh, th this guy that's really needy and insecure and really hoping that, like, you know, no matter what, like I can do to appease her. So, so I'd be this really sort of frail, you know, shell of who I'd want to be or I go to path B. Now, path B, uncomfortable. I'm going to be I'm going to be doing things that are really weird. I may be a, Maybe I'll be changing the way I look or dress, or I might even be making momentarily decisions that uh, that really don't feel or seem like me. But and, and and you know what? Even path B, to be honest, when I when I started this ten years ago plus, um, I didn't even really know what path B fully entailed. I just knew it wasn't path A. So so all I do is what I was running from, and and some people have this like carrot or stick idea, right? You you either you either are able to move towards something because you're able to be easily motivated, or you're just motivated by what you don't want. You're motivated by moving away from something. So I was somewhat motivated by how great would life be if you know I I had a woman looking at me like that. You know I was a woman looking at me as if I was as special to her as she was to me. And how great could that that life be? You know. 
I, I wasn't even able to put piece it all together because I had such limited experience with women at the time, but that was sort of one of the general operating principles that I had as, as I was playing out my life. And that's what you can do too, if it's useful for you, is start saying, okay, well, what what are what are my options really in any given moment? And then and then sort of we're looking at the cumulative decisions I can begin making in my in my future moving forward. So your future moving forward, you can either continue doing the things that you're doing right now, gonna get generally speaking similar results unless in the last let's say week to two weeks to month you've really flipped the script and now you're just sort of beginning to build that new foundation and you're waiting for these uh, for the compounding effect to kick in but if that's not you if you've been on the sort of stagnation path for some long uh, for some time now and you're debating what to do next well now's now's the time to start really thinking like where where will my life go if i begin if i continue on this versus if I did something different, what's the potential for my life? You don't need to have it all figured out. And as you're doing an exercise like this, it's also useful because you're gonna have, oftentimes I encounter guys with, with little critics in their in their head. These are little ego critics because our ego isn't always the most useful, but our ego is there to keep us safe. It's there to protect us, but it also kind of makes us feel like shit at sometimes. And, and the ego is really there just so that, uh, we don't get too big for our britches. We don't do something that's gonna cause catastrophic failure. But, what? so so it might be saying, oh, who are you to have that? Or, well, what if by having that, it's gonna create these other problems? And, and so this critic might be getting involved and what you get to do is keep saying, is give yourself a little bit of credit and say, well, you know what? I was able to solve life up to this point. Somehow, some way, I am able to, to exist on this planet for however many years you have. I have been able to put one foot in front of the other for that long. I've been able to, to allow my heart to continue beating, my, 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 <laughs> my, my lungs to continue working. I have somehow gone to sleep uh, most days and woken up the next day. I've done that pretty successfully up to this point. Somehow there is a survival, survival instinct within me that even when I get into this new situation that I'm unaware of right now, I will be able to figure your, figure it out. So if you're able to give yourself that credit, then it might be a safe decision or a good time to begin looking at the alternative route if life is not what you currently want it. Now, also useful to realize is at any point while you're on this alternative route, you can say, okay, well, what do I wanna change? What do I wanna shift in order to get you know, even closer to that thing that I want? I think a lot of people, we sort of go with this all or none thinking. We think once we set a path, that's how we always have to stay. Whereas every step along the way, you get the opportunity to, to, um, to determine how, how you wanna navigate it, to, to reevaluate. Although it's most useful to reevaluate after spending a little bit of time doing something so you have enough data to, to say, okay, well, that is what I want it, that isn't what I want it, and then navigate from there. So, okay, while, now let's get back to this micro decision time. So every time you see a girl, you're out and about, or you're at, you're at, I mean, the, the easiest thing now is like, we're getting back into the swing of things, right? Pandemic stuff's mostly over. So now we're, now we're back to the, the making friends groups and the meet new people groups and the social groups and social kickball leagues and all these new, um, and well, really old opportunities to meet people, right? And th these are great, great grounds because most people that go into these things are not socially adept. So you get to practice really, you get to, like, if, if we're talking like one room school, 
schoolhouse sort of the, the world we live in in terms of learning dating, this really would be sort of the, the safety section. This would be the place where you get to try new things, try out new skills, see what works, see what doesn't in, in a relatively confined environment. And also you do this a handful of times, you start realizing, oh, anything I do or say any one time isn't really going to destroy anything, isn't going to ruin my life, isn't going to ruin my reputation based based on where you're doing things. But um, typically none of that's, a lot of that's more in the mind than it is in reality. So you get to start making now, um, what I was doing, especially in the beginning, is I would make decisions every time I, I, I encountered a situation that I didn't, I was uncomfortable in. And I, I would just play out, how would I feel not not immediately because immediately I'm going to probably feel pretty uncomfortable but how would I how would I feel knowing I had done this versus not which one's going to move me more more closely to where I eventually want things to go so is is path A where let's say path A is playing it safe right so path A is that going to give me any new data? Is that going to build any new foundation that I haven't already had? Or is that just continuing to reconfirm the actual future, the potentiality that I don't want? So if, if it's going to reconfirm that, then I'm going to pretty much do anything that isn't that. So let's say that's path B. Let's say that means staying up a little late to go to an after party. Let's say it means going up to the girl and just complimenting her hair, her her style, her uh, uh, saying she's she's got some sort of energy or vibe about her that you find really appealing and you just wanted to say hi. Maybe it's just going up to her and using one of my favorite lines to use at a uh, social type gathering of just, hey, we haven't met yet. My name is, and then you say your name, not my name. Uh, you wouldn't say Chris, you would say whatever your name is. So so you can use any of these things to begin that process of, of developing yourself more. And then while you're in conversation with her, you might have something come up where you say, oh crap, um, she looks like she might be uncomfortable right now. Um, I, I, I might be misinterpreting this, I might not be. I've got two options. One, I can bail on the conversation or two, I can continue going down this conversation. I could try bringing up a new topic. I could try doing something to, to keep the interaction between me and her going longer. And, and you can attempt and test and, and see what's going to work for you. Because you already know what, let's say, safe path is, right? You already know what bailing out is going to do for you. Um, bailing out is going to bring you back more or less to where you've been so far. And, and as you're developing, you, you're going to notice there's going to be many periods throughout where you're, you're only going to have such a capacity for change, right? Such a capacity for discomfort before you're like, all right, all right, I, I, I do need to take a step back. I realize I've reverted a little bit to old me, but look at how much progress I've done. And as long as you're progressing, then you're going to, um, you're going to be on the path for you getting that dating life that you want. Now, I hope I've made that clear. I think I have. I think I really hit the points that I wanted to. There's there's only a couple other things that are going to be relevant here within this um, this will to to actually date this will to change yourself is it is going to involve some some objectives. Uh, you might even say brutal um, honesty about yourself and where you're at right now because. If you're not honest with yourself, you're just doing yourself a disservice. I know, especially in the beginning, I don't really interact too much with these people anymore, but um, I still see it in forums, Facebook groups, things like this. There's a lot of guys who I don't think are very honest with themselves. And uh, and, and sometimes this can be a reason to have a coach. But honestly, if if a guy doesn't realize how 
incapable he is, inadequate he is, unaware of his style he is. Uh, if a guy goes up to women who clearly are making facial expressions that mean they're not interested in him or repulsed by him, but is like, oh, well, she was just a bitch, something like this. This guy stands a very low likelihood of success because he's not being honest with himself. How how do you become honest with yourself? Uh, I, I guess just be honest, just just accept and forgive yourself for just, just like, just be willing to say, okay, maybe I'm not where I wanna be yet, but um, I'm gonna get there. Journaling can be a very useful way of doing this and uh, and beginning to just be honest, write, write down what's going on in your head and things. There's nothing wrong with you not being where you want right now. What's, what's not gonna be helping you though is by, uh, by not embracing this, not being brutally honest with it so that you can begin to change. I know I have had maybe three to five periods of transformation in my life uh, in the last 10 years where each time I, I came into a new level of awareness and, and understanding of who I was, what I wanted with dating and really my life in general, I remember there was a point, let's say five years ago, where as I was listing out what was wrong with me and, and who I or who I wanted to be, this naturally led back to what was quote wrong with me, what wasn't where I wanted it to be. And I remember looking at this list and just, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, being devastated or not quite devastated, but super disheartened being like, holy crap. Okay. I got some work to do. I've got, I've got some physical health things I want to take care of. I've got some, uh, emotional processing I've never really done before. And uh, and so I just made this long list and, and it also became very clear for me by making this list why the woman that I wanted wasn't in my life yet because how could she be? Sure, women can be with you if, if, if you're of a growth mindset, you can find a woman of a growth mindset and you don't need to be perfect, but you can be growing together as long as you know where you wanna to get to. But if if you're not, um, if, if you're not working on yourself, and you're not happy with yourself right now, well, then the woman that's gonna come into your life is not really gonna, is, isn't going to be the right woman. It wouldn't be possible for her to be because she won't be attracted to the you current, the ideal woman that you want isn't gonna be attracted to the current you. And that's just, just the reality of it. But over time through developing yourself, you can become that person and, and you don't need to be there 100% to attract in the woman that uh, you, you know, that's right for you. Just like she doesn't need to be 100% of her full potential in order for you to be okay with her as long as you all are continuing to grow and really fit each other well. I will do one more episode, probably pretty soon, about the um, some of the, the truisms or, or constants I've seen as it relates to developing yourself, as it relates to um, looking in at yourself and then the relationships that you're noticing out there. And, and it's really interesting, some of these what I would almost call universal laws that show up in dating that you can take and apply. And by noticing what you're getting back, you can actually um, uh, tweak and adjust how you're approaching dating, approaching your own self-development in order to, um, to to get where you want more quickly. And, and there's definitely powerful things you can be doing in that. So I'll, I will have another episode about that. Um, look out for it. But uh, around this, it, it is this idea of re regardless of where you're at, Make take that inventory, be honest, and then you can begin to improve yourself. I know the the second go around, or this might have been the third at that point. Um, I went, I got in the best physical shape of my my life by finding a coach and paying a pretty considerable amount of money for for help from him. Um, I started attending different men's groups because I thought I needed that piece to to being getting solved for me, my own identity as 
as a man and what that meant. Um, I saw a, a therapist to to help me with um, with some ongoing issues that I had that um, you know, I've since resolved. And and there there were other pieces of the puzzle. I began working with all kinds of different people, people I never thought I would work with, in order to get the results that um, I wanted for myself, and that would then you know have a waterfall effect and flow into my dating life. So you get that opportunity to be just brutally honest with yourself or as honest as you choose to be. Not everything needs to be changed at once, but the more honest you can be, the uh, the the more quickly things can change. Now, like easy things to be honest about are like, is my hair, are my clothes, what's going to, what, how I want to show up to attract in the woman that I want. There's so many guys I meet that just don't have their hygiene together, don't have uh, a hairstyle. Like, I mean, they just look like slobs. They, they, they look like, they look like they're advertising for, uh, to to just be on the couch or something. This isn't this isn't what a woman is is most attracted to. You can, you can't. I, I love the guys who say, "Well, that's just who I am." Well, no, it's not. That's not who you are. Who you are is you know is it's just a budding soul on this planet of uh, seven billion plus that's uh, you know having a having an awesome experience. Uh, what what clothes you wear, even what thoughts are in your head, all of that is pretty changeable. There's still a core you that that is true regardless of all this. But but let's not pretend that it's the clothes you wear, or the hairstyle you have. You know, these are all things that are very very navigable. And actually, by changing them, by noticing people's responses to you from that, by using that to begin getting more information about yourself and learning how you respond to it, and you can really develop yourself at an even deeper level. So anyhow, um, piece one, like actually develop, like become honest with yourself. Step two, become honest with the way things are in this world. So there's guys that I that I work with that, or have worked with, that the, in spite of doing some of these things to, to change themselves, they, they couldn't be honest with the way things worked. Now, wouldn't it be ideal if you could just, you know, be here, be be where you're at in your car, in your home, uh, on a walk. Uh, the the perfect woman just comes up to you somehow. Uh, maybe maybe it's a a female uh, highway patrol officer pulls you over on the side of the road. Uh, she's she starts to give you a ticket, then just falls madly in love with you. Asks if you guys can go on a date together. Right? Wouldn't that be great? Or you're just sitting at home watching TV or whatever, and and the Amazon delivery person uh, knocks on the door, and and it ends up being the woman that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great? You're just walking along, or you're at a bar, and and a woman, the exact woman that's your kind of woman, that that has all those traits that you want, just walks right up to you, begins the conversation and leads the thing all the way through. Wouldn't that be great? And then she asks you to go on a date. That'd be great. And, and I know guys who really want that to be how things work, but that's not the reality. Typically, it is the guy initiating the, the conversation. Typically, not always, but typically. So the more honest you can get about how things work in the quote real world, the more it's going to help you with how things are going to work with dating. That's what a lot of this podcast has been about. If it, it, it's just going to make things easier for you. Otherwise, you're living in fantasy land where you get to be upset and frustrated that things aren't working the way that you'd like them to be. But by being frustrated, by saying, I can't believe uh, I can't believe no woman's just coming up to me, not, not my ideal woman. I can't believe that or I'm just going to wait for her. Uh, you're living in fantasy land. 
And by living in fantasy land, I mean, you can live there your whole life. I know plenty of people who do. You're just not going to have then have the, the, the reality that you want. You can live in fantasy land. You just won't have the reality you want. So if you get to be brutally honest with you, brutally honest with the way things are, then you can begin to take inventory of what's not working and begin to begin to take, to make change. Now, if you're one of these people who says, yeah, it, it would be nice to, um, to have a girl, but you know, I, I don't really want to put in the work. Um, you know, like I, I, under, I, I hear everything you're saying. I, I hear you talk about empathy. I, I hear you talking about things I can talk about in conversation and how I can meet women. I, I've heard all this in previous podcasts. I've heard your talk about humor and how to be funny, but you know, uh, you know, that it just, it's not really me. I don't really want to do it. I mean, there is an alternative. You could just remain single. You could just focus on other things in your life. You could just say, uh, you know, this isn't for me. I'm, uh, I'm not a dating person. Or maybe I'm not dating right now. Maybe the pain realistically isn't painful enough. Maybe to, right now is the time to focus on making money or getting in shape or just becoming really good at video games. You don't have to focus on becoming good with talking to girls. You don't have to focus on learning how, what to do, what to say, how to attract in that ideal woman for you. You don't have to do any of that. And if you're lying to yourself and saying, oh, but I really want this. And then if you take a look at your track record, you're not doing anything about it. Well, then go do something else. You may as well. You may as well do something that's going to make you happy. <laughs> you know, like you, there's a lot more to life than just having a, a happy, fulfilling relationship or happy, fulfilling dating life. But just don't kid yourself is what I'm saying, because that's not going to help you get anywhere. If, if a guy signs up with me, and at this point, I probably wouldn't work with this guy. But if a guy signs up with me and thinks that I'm going to do all the work, I, I mean, I would sort of laugh because I, I can't do the work for him. He, he's still got to put in the steps. I can I can motivate him. I can I can help him to a degree. But eventually that motivation needs to needs to come from internal. Otherwise, it's not going to last. There's some statistic that like maybe five to 10 percent of people that go to a Tony Robbins thing uh, event, um, only about five or 10%, you know, over time, notice that it actually had a big impact on their life. And that's because when you're at one of these events, there's there's tons of energy, tons of people, there's this group mind component going on, there's tons of music and 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 strategies to put you in a gamma, uh, a gamma wave way of thinking your mind. There's a certain uh, frequency that the, the mind operates at, which is really good for inspiration, for goal setting, for uh for for learning and 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 feeling good, and that's the gamma state. And when your brain's in the gamma state, you can feel real pumped up and get real motivated. But then these people, they leave the Tony Robbins event. And, and this isn't just Tony Robbins. This is most self-help uh, conferences and things like that. And then they kind of fall back to where they eventually were. And the reason is, is they're, they're looking for this external form of, uh, of, of bumping up their, their, what should be coming from in, inside internally, or at least internally is going to be the way that it lasts and become, and it's easiest um, for you to tap into. So for me, it's always been just looking at the two options I have life. I have right now, project that out 20, 30, 50 years life. I want project that out over 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Right. Um, Bill Gates once said that we, 
We overestimate what we can do in a year. We underestimate what we can do in 10. I would certainly say that that has been my own observation. And it can be yours too, but but that that it begins with that desire within. So figure it out what it is for you. What What's the actual reason you want to improve yourself at dating? What are you willing to give up in order to do it? Are you willing to give up your time spent doing other things that maybe you enjoy but really aren't helping you? Or if you only have so much time in the day, what are you filling that time with? Are you willing to, to be uncomfortable? I'll tell you, no part of this dating journey is hard. It's, it's always clear what the next step is to a degree, but it can be emotionally tough. And you get to develop yourself there. You get to really learn what, what that means for you. So now you get to do the, the thinking. Why do you want to improve yourself with dating? And, and it's fine to say because I don't love myself right now or because I do love myself and I want that to be. Like whatever the why is for you, it, I don't think it needs to be deep or, or significant. And I would say it's there's plenty of people, especially those who have been in the self-help industry for a while or who are really familiar with business and are really good with sort of setting their own, um, their own schedule and agenda and things like this and then following through. A lot of these people don't actually really need a, a definitive consciously known why i know my, my biggest why in the beginning was just like well i don't want to be who i was i don't i don't like me right now so let me change and and that was enough right i didn't have to go and read like a journal every day that said you know this is your why or anything like that but i was i was very honest with it and and a lot of guys that i work with who are very successful in other parts of their life they don't necessarily need a big why because they're just like well that's what i do when i go into a, a place that i want to improve I just do it. I don't. I don't have to think about it because they're they're very clear. They're very um. The the they're very intent with what they're doing. They um. Th there's one other word I'm thinking of, but I, I it's 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 uh <laughs> it, it's slipping my mind at the moment. But that's what you get to choose right now. So, do you need to go out and talk to every single girl you see? Nah. Do you need to do something that's going to help progress you to where you want to go? Sure. But what I've seen is it all begins with that will, that desire, that desire for something very different. Because guess what? You're going to make mistakes along the way. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to take paths that are going to get you somewhere, but then you're going to have to double back because maybe you went a little too far down it. Maybe you went a little bit too far being the, the player and you're like, oh, okay, now I got to become a reformed player. Uh, maybe you went too far down being funny where now every girl can't take you seriously. Well, now you know that way of doing things. Maybe you went a little too far with uh, with being vulnerable. Maybe you uh, maybe you got too vulnerable too soon with women and, and they were sort of turned off by it. You get to learn the balancing act, but the only way is by trying things and then learning from them. And as long as you're willing to do that, as long as you're willing to try, make mistakes, learn from it, then you can succeed. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. I am so happy for all of you who have tuned in and who have listened to my podcast over this time. We'll have more episodes come out now and again. And if you do want to work with me, you're, you're welcome to send me an email. I took down my website and things like that. I just want it to be a little more um, niche for those who want to work with me. And 
I'm still helping those who, who are ready to go. So I'll put my email in the description to this, or you can just email me at cdharders at gmail.com. C as in cat, D as in do something amazing, H as in happy as can be, A as in aardvark, R as in Rudolph, D as in damn it, let's make this happen, E as in elephant, R as in radical, and S as in uh, sex it up some at gmail.com. So until next time, my name is Chris Harders, and this is Men's Modern Dating Secrets. And that's a wrap for this episode. So happy that you tuned in. And if you want to work with me, send me an email, cdharders at gmail.com. You can also find it in the description. Give a subject line like, I want to work with you, or let's get dating, and we'll make it happen for you.